0: share a short word with you and then we will pray again. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to speak to you on open my eyes Lord. Lord open my eyes. Please send your Bibles to Luke. Luke chapter 2 verse 25 to 27. Luke chapter 2 verses 25 to 27. And the Bible says at that time There was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was a righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him. The Holy Spirit was upon him. The Holy Spirit was upon him. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us, he does certain things. And one of them is that he reveals things to us. And some of the ways he reveals things that he opens our eyes to see. Amen. You see, you have got your physical eyes. But that eye doesn't see everything. The Holy Spirit is able to open your eyes. To discern, to see things that normally you wouldn't have seen. And it's very important that this aspect of the Holy Spirit's function is seen regularly in the life of the church. And it's seen regularly in the life of believers. Glory be to Jesus. Because everyone that is born again, everyone that is a Christian, you are automatically enlisted in a spiritual warfare. And if you are not born again, you are already in the camp of the devil. Because the devil is on the earth to make sure that he will also deceive a lot of people and take them to hell. The Bible says he knows that he has but a short tie. Satan knows he has a short tie. So there is a spiritual warfare going on and we are waging war with entities that cannot be seen with our eyes. There are existence of things in the spirit realm that we don't see with our eyes. The Bible says that the things that we see on earth, they are not made of things that do appear. So there are entities, there are spiritual things that we are not aware of. And that is why this function of the Holy Spirit to open our eyes to see certain things, to understand what we are dealing with is so crucial. When we don't know what we are fighting, we will be fighting in vain. We will be using the wrong methods and we will fail. There are spirit realm. The spirit realm is real. You know, in spiritual warfare we do something we call spiritual mapping. Spiritual mapping is the process by which you You are able to see your life, your family, the church, or the community you live in, in the realm of the spirit, the way it is, and not as it appears. Not as it appears. So sometimes your life appears some way, but in the realm of the spirit, there is a real existence of your life. The things that are happening to you and your family, the real existence is in the realm of the spirit. That's why you deploy a lot of physical means counseling all kinds of things interventions by specialists and things the thing is still the same because there is something else in the realm of the spirit that you need to know to be able to function properly hallelujah and the bible said the holy spirit was upon him and when the holy spirit was upon him the bible says and the holy spirit has revealed to him that he will not die until he had seen the lord's messiah the holy spirit reveals amen the Holy Spirit reveals. To reveal means to uncover. To expose what was there that others can't see. To manifest something that no one could see. See, when you go into a theater um, and there is a performance, you'll find out that there is a stage and there is a curtain or a screen that covers the stage. Sometimes behind it, there are the, the actors are there, the The artists and all of them, they are behind. But sometimes once the curtain is still there, it has not been drawn um, or the curtain is there and you can see the curtain. You don't see what is behind. It's only when it is time that they will remove the curtain and then you will see all these people there. They have been there all this while. It's just that the curtain is preventing you from seeing them. They have been there all right. So there are certain things in our lives. They have been there. But unless our eyes are opened, we can't see them. Are you here? This morning, in a short I will share some things with you and open your eyes to some things. And then we will pray in Jesus' name. So the Bible says the Holy Spirit has revealed to him. The Holy Spirit is a revelator. He reveals things. He revealed to Simon that he will not die. I don't know how he did it, but sometimes he can open his eyes or he can show him in a dream or he can speak audibly to him, whichever way the Lord has opened his eyes, his understanding. And the Bible says that day the Spirit also led him. The second function of the Holy Spirit, apart from being a revelator, is that he also leads. He will lead you to a place. He will lead you to the right place that you have to be. He will lead you to the right destination. The Spirit has a way of doing that. That day, the Spirit of God led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, he got in there as well. He has not been invited. Remember, it wasn't a public invitation because the baby was being uh, the baby was was uh, on the wanted list of herod so you can't make such a public announcement besides where they were their family were not there too because they had only traveled down to bethlehem for the census the main family is still in nazareth and so they, they were alone here and the bible says that this baby had come and then they had to wait And then they brought the baby to the temple to dedicate but the spirit of God revealed. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning I want you to prepare your hearts for an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And believe God that as we fast, the Lord will open your eyes to realities because the spirit realm is more real than the natural realm. And the state of your life today is as a result of how it is in the spirit. When you get to know how things are in the spirit around you, you are able to organize your life. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us last, the other day I was sharing with you about uh, Balaam. But I want us first of all look, look at Genesis 21 verse 19 quickly. Genesis 21, 19. Whatever the spirit of God does is of the father. Because the spirit of God is also God. Amen. So, whatever the scripture will say God did in the Old Testament is still the spirit of God. Amen. Now, the Bible says we have all been reading our Genesis. I hope you know where we are today. (laughs) Glory be to Jesus. Amen. All right. Now, in Genesis 21, we saw how Hagar um, was sacked from the house by um, Sarah. Sarah told the husband to sack uh, Hagar. And the Bible says Abraham didn't want to do it because Ishmael was still a very young uh, child. Uh, Ishmael was about 13 years at this time. um, And he loved him. But the wife says, kick this woman out. Because they were making mockery of the Isaac. And then the Bible says that Abraham went to check with God and God told him, listen to your wife and kick this one out. Because my promise is with Isaac and not with Ishmael. Now, when they left, the Bible says that they were in the wilderness and there was no water uh, there. And um, Hagar thought that the child would die. And so, the Bible says she moved a little bit away from the child and she was crying and just didn't want to see the child die in this heat where there's no water. Their water has run out. There's nothing. And the Bible says God heard the cry of the boy and decided to come to Hagar and say, don't worry because of Abraham, I will take care of this one. And the Bible said, Then God opened Hagar's eyes. She has eyes when she left the house. What eye again was open here? God opened Hagar's eyes and she saw a well full of water next to her, but all this while she couldn't see. Ladies and gentlemen, there are some things we can't touch until God opened our eyes. There are some realms you can't walk until God opened your eyes. There are certain relationships you just can't enter until God opens your eyes. There are certain businesses you can't just do until God opens your eyes. There are certain places you just can't go and live because others are living there. Unless God opens your eyes to see what you are dealing with. Church, we just can't be naive as we walk the face of the earth. Hallelujah. It's not everybody who you present your head to put their hands on to pray for you. You need to descend properly. And the spirit of God has been given to the believer for this benefit. May we not just limit him to just tongue speaking. The Bible says, God opened Hagar's eyes. This is not evangelism. This is not church preaching. This is somebody that needed water. God opened her eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, some of the things you are praying about, God will open your eyes to see the opportunity. The water was there. It wasn't that God just created it. It's been there. But her eyes couldn't see it. God opened her eyes and she saw water by them. And even if God miraculously provided that, that still requires a miracle of opening of your eyes to see the opportunity that God has opened. Sometimes you have prayed. But because we are so busy, we can't hear God. And he opens our eyes to see the opportunity. Like Hagar, she opened. God opened it, and she quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. What an answer to prayer! God opened the eyes. Look at Numbers twenty-two thirty-one. Numbers twenty-two thirty-one. I shared that with you a couple of weeks ago when we were looking at the donkey prophet. And the Bible says that Balaam was not supposed to have gone to curse Israel, but because he saw the wages. The money offered, he decided to move, and his donkey saw an angel, and he didn't see it. And after a while, this is a prophet, but yet he could be blind. Sometimes we can be filled with the Holy Spirit and still be blind to certain things, because we take things for granted too much. This morning I came to alert you: you need to be alive in the Spirit. In the name of Jesus, you just can't be filled with God, the Holy Spirit, and still walk into traps. And into things that the enemy has set up for you. You can't move like that. Everywhere you move, you must move by the leading of the spirit. In Jesus' name. The Bible says, then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. Have you seen it again? This same phrase. God opened Balaam's eyes and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the roadway with a drawn sword in his hand. Then Balaam bowed his head and fell face down on the ground before the angel. He would have died. The angel would have killed him. God opened his eyes to see the angel. This is a prophet of God. There are times he has seen and yet there are times he couldn't see. Prophets don't see everything all the time. They need to be sensitive in the spirit and follow things to see all the time. The Bible says we see in part and prophesy in part. The Bible says, Elisha said to his servant, God hid this one from me. So the Bible says, God opened Balaam's eyes and he saw the angel. But Balaam had an eye. He could see already. He left his house and it was on his way that he started beating the donkey because the donkey's eyes have been opened to see an angel. And he was still beating this one until God opened his eyes. And then he saw into the spirit realm that an angel was standing there with a drawn sword. Please, come with me again to Elisha. I just want to cite these quick examples. If I want to expatiate on each of them, I will preach a long sermon. I just want you to see these things. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 15 to 19. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, There were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. This was after Elisha had been staying in Samaria. And the king of Israel, the king of Syria, who lives in Syria. Anything he plants in his bedchamber, Elisha sits in Samaria and picks it up by word of knowledge. Amen. Elisha's eyes are opened even to the bedroom of a king of another country. And whatever is discussed there, he hears it in the spirit and passes the intelligence on to the king of Israel. So all the plots that Syria plans to attack Israel, somebody just sits in Samaria in Israel and just like in our day, we just make a phone call to the king and say, the Holy Spirit just revealed to me, they are planning to attack from the south. Just send the army there and just disturb their plans. And so at a point, the king of Syria became very frustrated and he had a cabinet meeting and accused his, men, his staff and his generals and said, which of you is a spy? But I'm sure their intelligence is also working very well. And one of his officers said to him, it is none of us, but it is the prophet that is in Samaria. He hears even the things you discuss in your bedroom. Holy Spirit, somebody say Holy Spirit. And gentlemen. You know, that function of the Holy Spirit did not cease. Amen. This function of the Holy Spirit is not subject to the laws of the Old Testament. This function of the Holy Ghost runs through up to this morning. Because the Holy Spirit is God and God was not limited by the Old Testament commandments. In Jesus name. And then as I always say, I have never found such a foolish king. You were just told that the things you plan in your bedroom, the king of Israel gets to know because there is a prophet in Israel who picks this intelligence in the spirit. And then you ordered that he should be arrested. Don't you know he will know that you have ordered his arrest? So the Bible said they found out where Elisha was and the army of Syria got to the place. And they got to the city where Elisha was. And they surrounded the whole town where the man of God was. And this leads us to the verse 15 of Second Kings chapter 6. And the Bible says, when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, he saw troops, he saw horses and chariots everywhere. And so he ran back inside the house and said, oh sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Then Elisha calmly said, don't be afraid. For there are more on our side than on theirs. And the servant to be shocked said, but it's only me and you in this house. (laughs) We don't have security. We don't have, that's why he cried in the old King James. He says, alas, what shall we do? We are finished. (laughs) Elisha was very calm rather. He said, oh no, there are more on our side than on their side. He's like, I've lived here with you all this while. Which people are on our side? And because he realized that this guy could still not see. That he still stays around such an anointed man of God. Carrying a double portion of Elijah's anointing. He's serving him and he still could not discern. Certain things like this. The Bible said, Elisha realized the problem. Then he says to him, then Elisha prayed. Somebody say, Elisha prayed. It means that these things we can pray for it. Amen. Elisha prayed and said. Lord, open his eyes and let him see. This is the, this is where the title of the message came from. Lord, open his eyes. This morning, lift your right hand and say, Lord, open my eyes and let me see in the name of Jesus. He said, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. If Elisha can even pray for somebody, for that person's eyes to be open, to see. Into the realm of the spirit. Or to see the circumstance around them. That means how about you yourself. You can also pray that for yourself. Amen. May God open your eyes to see your marriage. The way it is in the spirit. May the Lord open your eyes to see. Your children the way they are in the spirit. May the Lord open your eyes to see. The plans you are making. The things you are dreaming of. The way they are. So that you will know the position of the enemy. And know the position of God too. In the name of Jesus. And the Bible said, the Lord opened the young man's eyes. I love the Lord. He opened the young man's eyes. The young man has got physical eyes. He saw the army of of Syria all around their city. He saw them. Then which eye again must be opened? May God open your eyes. There is another eye beyond your eyes. There is another world all around you. Every stage of your life and circumstance is due to that real world that is around you. That is the one that is around you, And the Bible says that the young man's eyes were open. And when he looked, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. He realized that their whole house, they've got serious security. He has never seen them before. They have been there all this while. And these ones have ordinary horses. But these ones are horses and chariots of fire. And they are surrounding their house. These angels of God. These horses and chariots of heaven have descended, they, they, have, they have formed a whole cordon around Elijah. And that is what Elisha, the man of God, for him, he has seen it already. So he was calm. And then the Bible said, as the army advanced, they, they were still coming. Me, if I was in that army, I would rebel against the king. Because this guy knows that we are coming, and you don't know that he knows we are coming. The Bible says that, The army advanced towards him and then Elisha prayed, Lord, make them blind. Hallelujah. Make them blind. And the Bible said, so the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha has asked. Then Elisha went out and told them, you have come the wrong way guys. Their eyes may be on, but they can't recognize him anymore. And some of us, that is what happens to us. Somebody casts a spell on you and you can't see anymore. But you are still walking into their camp. You are still walking into the place. You are still feeding them information. You can't see that they have actually blinded you. They have blinded you. Elisha prayed like that. There are occultists all around us. There are people in your neighborhood who are not real. They are witches. They are, you uh, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. In Becton, I went to pray for somebody. Every twelve midnight, something comes out of the window of the of the wall of their bedroom and lies in between them. And they could feel this presence, but they can't see. And they go to church, but they start fighting, they'll fight throughout the night to the morning. And I went to the place. And I said, Can I go to the bedroom? Say, Yes, please. You can come in. And I took oil and the Lord showed me what to do. And I said to them, The one causing this is not coming from Africa. The Africans. I said, this one is not coming from Africa. This one is just next door. I said, this one is next door. We're going to eject that person from here. So we prayed. And I came the next day again to pray. The next day again to pray. By the end of that month, when I came to, to look at what is happening, the guy has put a notice there. You know, he's leaving. for sale. Because, well, From that prayer, the neighbor was hostile towards them. Threatening them was some way towards them. Because she is a witch and she projects into their room. She's been playing with it for a long time. And so she'll be hearing their arguments and their fights. So they are fighting next door and their fight is not ordinary. It's not a bitty bill. A demon is causing problem. Disturbing the peace of the marriage. But they go to church. May we be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. To reveal to us what we are dealing with. In Jesus name. That's what he sent me to announce to you. So Elijah too could pray that the people become blind. And you have got all these soldiers. Suddenly they can't find their way. And the same man that they were coming to arrest now goes to them and says, hi guys, who are you looking for? Elisha, oh, this is wrong address. Come and let me take you. And he takes them all the way. Look at it. Look at it. Elisha went out told them, you have come the wrong way. This is in the right city. Follow me and I will take you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to the city of Samaria. Handed them over to the king of Israel. Say, have them. Someone can blind you like that and you just follow. May the Lord deliver us in the name of Jesus. David was anointed of God and yet he was so blind to his first marriage, he was blind. His first marriage was not in his interest. King Saul had a motive for arranging that marriage. Some people have entered relationships that they don't even understand the true motive of the relationship. The Bible says, look at it, let's run run through this quickly. 1 Samuel 18, 17 to 28. One day, King Saul said to David, I'm ready to give you my older daughter Merab as your wife. Remember that the promise to kill Goliath, one of them was that the king will give you his daughter. David had killed Goliath. It's taking some time. The king hasn't given the daughter yet. Because shortly after David killed Goliath, the women sang a controversial song. Somebody said the women. Somebody say the women. They are very wonderful people. They sang a song. In their excitement, they said, Saul has killed his thousands. David has killed 10,000. The women were excited. But we know David killed only one man. But the women sang a serious song. It was a serious Jama song on the streets, and as they were singing, the king heard it and said, "Hold on! They have ascribed to me thousand, and they have ascribed to David ten thousand. What more would they give him than the kingdom?" And the Bible says, "From that day forward, King Saul, who originally loved David, and gave him the opportunity." suddenly became jealous of him. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Because sometimes we can only locate our real enemy when our success comes. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yeah. Like I said last week, The Bible says rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. We have specialized in mourning with those who mourn. But rejoicing with those who rejoice, if it's not me, then it can't be them. And that's how you locate it. That's how you find out. That's how you detect it. That's why you don't have to pray for your enemies to die. Let the Lord set a table before you. Then you will locate them. Hallelujah. You will locate them in Jesus' name. Don't introduce everybody as your best friend. Let adversity introduce them. When your moment of adversity comes, you will see who are your real friends. (laughs) And the Bible said, because of this, the man changed. He wasn't ready to give his daughter. Then he realized that, I think I can trap him. I will only give him my daughter and I will change the diary. The original diary was, was Goliath. Now he has changed it. He said, look at him. Then he calls David to a meeting. May you not be blind into certain meetings. In the name of Jesus. May you not be blind when certain offers are being given. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says, I am ready. The king said, to give you my older daughter Merab as your wife. But first you must prove yourself to be a real warrior. By fighting the lost battles. King Saul, which real warrior are you talking about? You yourself, you ran away from Goliath. I went to kill him. I have qualified already. What kind of new conditions are you setting? Then the Bible said, for Saul thought, have you seen the motive? This is the reason. For Saul thought, I will send him out against the Philistines and let them kill him rather than me doing it myself. Is it possible that certain marriages are not in your interest? Certain relationships, they are not in your interest. You have no idea what is going on in the other person's mind. The Bible said, so David doesn't know this one. But listen, by the time he went to face Goliath, he had been anointed with oil. And yet this one, he was blind to it. He was so excited probably, he couldn't descend well. That this arrangement is not in my interest. And look at David, he was happy. And then he says, oh, who am I? And what is my family in Israel? That I should be the king's son-in-law. David exclaimed, my father's family is nothing. So when the time came for Saul to give his daughter Merab in marriage to David, he gave her instead to Adriel, a man from Mehola, Because David just complained and said, but my family is small. Am I even qualified for this, etc. Probably that's what saved him. That statement he just made saved him. But the king was still not stopping there. When they miss you, they'll try another one. In Jesus' name. So when the time came, Merab was given over to another guy. Verse 20. In the meantime, Saul's daughter Michal had fallen in love with David. The second girl is in love with David, but she herself her whole reason for loving David was not because David was a man of God. You saw her. David went to church. She didn't go. The last time we we, we studied about Michal, yeah, she was just attacking the man for dancing in church. So she. She loved him only on the fact that she believes that he will be a future king. And her aspiration is to be a future first lady. That's all. (laughs) If you want to be first lady, there's no problem. But would you be able to handle the office? Or you just want to be seen as first lady? (laughs) First lady goes with a lot of attacks. Amen? Yeah, first lady goes with a lot of attacks. Hey, Jesus. Okay. Michal had fallen in love with David, And Saul was delighted when he heard it. See, his trap is going to work again. Because his daughter has fallen in love. And said, look at it. Here is another chance to see him killed by the Philistines. Saul said to himself. But to David, he said, today you have a second chance to become my son-in-law. Then Saul told his men to say to David, the king really likes you. And so do we. Why don't you accept the king's offer and become his son-in-law? When Saul's men said these things to David, he replied, how can a poor man from a humble family afford the bride price for the daughter of a king? When Saul's men reported this back to the king, he told them, tell David that all I want for the bride price is 100 Philistine foreskins. What a bride price. He doesn't want their head. He wants foreskins from the circumcision vengeance on my enemies is all i really want but what saul had in mind was that david will be killed in the fight so on paper it looks like i'm going to marry the king's daughter but the reason why the king wants you to have the daughter is to set you up for destruction sometimes the reason why that offer is being given is to set you up unless you pick it in the spirit you will never use it oh it's a testimony the lord has opened a door but that door was a trap God, open our eyes in the name of Jesus. And look at David too. Cuckoo drew, drew too he went. <laughs> David was delighted to accept the offer. You see, he was delighted to accept the offer. He is anointed and yet he's blind. He was delighted. If it's Philistines, I know how to kill them. But the intention is to have you killed. The king doesn't want you as an Elo. You are a threat to his throne. You are a threat to Jonathan that he had in mind. Then the Bible says, David was delighted to have before the time limit expired, he and his men went out and killed 200 Philistines. Then David fulfilled the king's requirement by presenting all their false kings to him. So Saul gave his daughter Michal to David to be his wife. So when Saul realized that the Lord was with David and how much his daughter Michal loved him, Saul became very much more afraid of David and he remained David's enemy for the rest of his life. Can you imagine that your father-in-law is your enemy and you don't know? He invites you to dinner, you don't know. You are even helping him and you don't know. The man is crazy and it's your music that makes him sleep and still he hates you. But for David, he couldn't pick this out and he went, he was excited. That woman, that marriage was an arranged marriage that didn't profit David. Michal was the only woman in the Bible that was barren till her death. Because of the way she treated the man of God. All David's problems came because of Michal. Every trap to kill him, Michal was involved. Can you imagine that? And David, though a prophet, a priest and a king, carrying three levels of anointing on him, could still not see this one. May the Holy Spirit open your eyes. In the mighty name of Jesus. Please come with me quickly to Jacob, Genesis 29, 22 to 25. Genesis 29, we have read these things already uh, during this week in our scripture readings. We are in chapter 36, so <laughs> even that one we are finished. <laughs> so verse 22 25, Genesis 29. The Bible says, so Laban, this is David, uh, jo, uh, Jacob. The man of God. see, before he got to Laban's house to stay there, he had met God. Angels had ascended and descended. He has heard from God. His father has laid hands on him. The anointing was on him. And he too. I don't know what happened to this man. This week again, I questioned it and then I had an answer. Because I, I am surprised. But that tells you how you can be blinded to certain things. The Bible says, so when he wanted to marry Rachel, who he loved... They arranged their wedding and everything. And then when night came, <laughs> when night came, that is it was very dark. Then they brought the bride. They veiled her. But this man has stayed in this house for seven years by this time. He had dated Rachel up to this point. And the Bible says that Laban invited everyone in the neighborhood and prepared a wedding feast. But that night, somebody say that night. When it was dark, Laban took Leah to Jacob and he slept with her. Laban had given Leah a servant zipper to be her maid. But when Jacob woke up in the morning, it was not Rachel, it was Leah. Then he exclaimed, what have you done to me? Jacob raged at Laban. I worked seven years for Rachel. Why have you tricked me? Man of God, how did you get tricked? See what surprises me here? The extent of whatever blindness was put on him, I believe he was drugged. Because, or a spell was cast on him. Because Laban does not serve the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Remember that when Jacob fled from the house, one of the main reasons why Laban pursued was because Rachel has taken his father's gods. So the man was already an idol worshipper. He knows how to incantate and do certain things. And I'm sure those things worked on the man. Because if you have dated Rachel for seven years, and she was brought to you, you didn't rape her. Couldn't, when you stalk, can, can you not hear the voice? Even in darkness, you should recognize. How can you sleep with her throughout the night and didn't know who it was? Hey, what is this? Something has happened to the man. Something has happened to him. Something has happened to Jacob throughout the night and you only have to wait till daybreak. This is weeping enduring for a night. It is only in the day that he realized, what is this? But couldn't you hear her voice? Didn't you talk to her? Either he was heavily drunk plus a spell on it. Are you here? Because it is possible. I mean, that that happened to Lot's daughters. Genesis 19, 30 to 35. Genesis 19, 30 to 35. The Bible says, Lot, after he was delivered, his wife turned and looked back and became a pillar of salt. The Bible says the daughters of Lot didn't have any men by themselves, only their father. And the older one said, let us make our father drunk, that we will sleep with him. And the first one made the father drunk, and she went to bed with the father and the Bible says, Lot could not tell. But you Lot too, you don't have a wife. So, who is sleeping with you? Something is happening. He was drunk. He was drunk. I ask you to look at Genesis 19, 30 to 35. No, I was talking about lost daughters. That's why I quoted that bit there. So, that at least you, you can have that in your notes. Amen. But you could see that that could happen. And Jacob, whatever happened to him. And this is why your eyes must be opened. Every darkness, the Bible says, when it was dark. Every darkness placed around you. Tonight, today, I pray that the Lord will open your eyes. In the name of Jesus. That you don't walk into a trap. That you don't walk into certain things. How could you do this throughout the night and didn't know who it was? That's serious. And now you have to work another seven years for her. You stay, you see, it's not like Jacob doesn't live in the house. That he sees the girl once a year. He lives in the same house. They talk all the time. So what happened to you this night? When darkness fell. Sometimes darkness is put on you. Darkness is put on the business. Darkness is put on the ministry. Darkness is put and we can't tell what is going on and you go around in circles. Today I pray God open your eyes. Hallelujah. I know a real case of a man of God. He's divorced now. Man of God. Prophet of God. Prophet. Sharp prophecy. Sharp, 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 sharp. Very sharp prophecy. When he got married, it was the, the dawn of his honeymoon that the wife told him, did you say you're a prophet? He said, yeah. He said, but you couldn't tell him which. He said, the day you ate that palm nuts, that's when I got you. That's when I got you. So that's when I got you. Bewitchment took place. See, through food. <laughs> <The same proper. laughs> this is a real case. Real case. <laughs> real. Prophet of God. He was brought low. Through palm no soup. He went ahead, dated her, courted her did counseling, got married. Couldn't still pick this one out. Because they have shut that side of you. They've shut it down completely. They put darkness on you. He couldn't pick it because of course you have opened the door. Some of you stomach direction before everything you are eating. You won't pray about it too. You can't discern. Because there's a way food can be used to bring down your anointing. <laughs> oh yeah it's time to wake up in Jesus name yeah people have left their beautiful wives and follow certain things and you ask what did you see in that one I mean you, you look at the problem and then you get to the house and find the wife and say so what happened to you I mean what are you chasing because she cooked something for him and he goes to church elder in the church now you are following some fian waste some girl, and your wife is so beautiful. You you can't see what is going on. Something your eyes are blind. This prophet, he has to divorce the woman. He divorced it, but of course it was a long battle. <laughs> Papa said he will deal with this. He said, tell him I will deal with it. Why couldn't he see? And time was say, but you also blessed the thing. <laughs> How we forced him into the matter to handle it we, we have to intercede wisely like the way moses did with god say so if you kill the people the egyptians will say that you couldn't take care of them and now you have killed them in the world and the bible says god changed His mind so he said but papa you also bless the thing so even if you have picked it at the time you were blessing <laughs> so this time you have to come in to help because the man is damaged the other one let me give you only these two then we finish That's why he's now in Amsterdam. He fled. He ran away from the woman. (laughs) Because that's another witch. She too got him by food. This is mighty man. He was raising cripples. Great. We call him mighty man. Mighty man. Married. Two days after the marriage, he was sleeping and he had a dream that somebody with a knife has put the knife on his neck about to kill him. And when he woke up from the dream, the wife was really literally standing there with a knife. He said, I'm here to finish my assignment. I was sent. She's the vice president in the occult world. She has been in church. Sometimes they can stay for long. And they know how to work their way to the front. That way Papa refused to deal with it. said he's going. He has run. He's in in Holland. Maybe you hear me saying this. He's in Holland. He has left the woman. He too has left the woman. May God open your eyes in the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus. May the Lord open your eyes into businesses and to things that you want to do. May God open your eyes. May God lead you to the right place in the name of the Lord Jesus. May God lead you in the right relationships in the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to pray. Psalm 13, verse 3 to 4. Pray. I want you to pray. You know, certain people, when they come into your boat, things don't work anymore. When Jonah joined that boat, Despite all the skills, there was trouble throughout. There was trouble. There are certain people when they come into your life and into your family. Trouble! Unless you pick them out by word of you won't know. They messed things up completely. Jonah went in there. There was trouble. But thank God when Jesus was in that boat, the disciples did not sink. Some people come into your boat and it will sink. Others do they come in. And because of their presence, there shall be preservation. Psalm 13, verse 3 to 4. Are we there? It says, turn and answer me, O Lord, my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. It says, Lord, open my eyes, otherwise I will sleep the sleep of death. Because my enemies have set traps and I don't know. Look at verse 4. Otherwise, the word "lest" means otherwise. Otherwise, my enemy will say I have prevailed against him. See, because your eyes are not enlightened, your enemy will say we have prevailed against him. But when your eyes are enlightened, you will be able to pick them out in the name of Jesus. I have prepared against lest Those who trouble me rejoice when I am shaken. Those who trouble you, they will rejoice when you panic. They are around you, but you don't know who they are. May you not seek comfort in the bosom of an enemy because you didn't know in the name of Jesus. May God guide you. The Holy Spirit will lead you. The Holy Spirit is real. The Holy Spirit in the believer is so real. The Holy Spirit guides. He leads. He informs. He opens our eyes. Sometimes you open it in a dream and a vision. The Lord will show you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not not difficult. Sometimes you're thinking, when would I see an angel? Listen, just do the prayer. God knows how to talk to you. How to deliver your family from that trap. From that trap. I want you to rise in the name of Jesus. This morning, I've said some things with you. I want you to pray. Lord, open my eyes. Where have I been Ask God? Lord, where have I been? Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes in the name of Jesus. When it comes to marriage, you have to do proper due diligence in the spirit. That's why you have to pray for even your children. Who they marry, their eyes must be opened. Because when the trouble hits them, it will hit you. When they don't have their peace, you won't have your peace. Lord, enlighten my eyes. Verse 3, that's the prayer you are going to pray. So that my enemies don't rejoice over me. Lord, open my eyes. The Lord opened the eyes of Elijah's servant consider and hear me this morning this should be your prayer consider and hear me oh lord my god enlighten my eyes enlighten my eyes consider and hear me